0: hello ladies gents and non-binary folk welcome back to another episode of the political this that podcast on this week's episode we are still discussing women in different industries for women's history month this week i sat down with my friend Anu, who is in biomedical sciences at the university of ottawa and we discussed a whole lot of things relating to the field representation of black women in the science field and just pursuing your goals and dreams i wanted to pop in right before the episode started to give a trigger warning there is a there is mention of suicide around the 18 minute mark so i wanted to give the trigger warning for those who are listening so relax and listen to the rest of the episode i hope you guys enjoy and don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter at the ptt podcast and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate us rate the podcast and say what your favorite part of the episode was Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Political This That podcast. For this week's episode, we are still focusing on women in different industries. This week, I'll be interviewing my friend Anu, who is in STEM, specifically science. Hello, Anu.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm doing good. What about yourself?
1: I mean, great 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 lots to be grateful for
0: <laughs> um it's March madness as i assume i call march march madness because it feels like that's the month where professors and tas feel like they should just um bombard you with lots of assignments and midterms and, and-,
1: they, and it's funny because it's my birthday this week so yes it is i just need them to relax like they just they're doing too much
0: <laughs> they're doing too much and we're not I like to use the joking term, like, we're in a panoramic, we're in a Panda Express, we're in a Panda <laughs> Replay, and I feel as though that they just should take it easy, because it really it's not easy. Online school, guys, is not for the week. Like, if the people, really I know isn't. some people who, like, said, I'm not going to school this year because it's online, and I actually respect them a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: I have full respect. I understand it completely, and I wish I did it. But <laughs> here we are, here we are, finishing the race we started.
0: Yes, we are. And as we record, guys, Anu had two midterms this morning.
1: Yeah, no, two midterms this morning. And I literally had to wake up at 530 because obviously I have to do last minute revising (laughs) as per, you know, the regular student life. But yeah, we thank God it was good. Like it was all good. So be grateful. Only grateful things. Only grateful things. When's your midterms done? um never um <laughs> i don't think there's like an end date i feel like when you get to fourth year in science you just they just stuff is always happening you know i have um another midterm on friday so the oh. day after my birthday which is great um, <laughs> and then and then it just kind of like there's like this assignment this other thing this thing to turn in so it's just stuff is just always happening you're just always on you know which is you know it's fine there's, okay. never, there's never a break but
0: mm-hmm. we're gonna start so usually what I do is I let the guests introduce themselves so tell us your name well you guys know her name but tell us your name pronouns what program you're in university give your give yourself let the people know who you are
1: okay okay so my name is Anu as you already know I'm in U, Ottawa, um biomedical science the neuroscience um specialization um in my fourth year um it's been really good so far not gonna lie um, um <laughs> what else to say um i'm also a health coach um i really am passionate about like things of the health things of the mind um, things of the body um finding ways to find balance in your every day so that you can like reach the have the life that you want to live like, i always say like the life that um you are able to the life that god can help you like live um yeah so that's pretty much me in a nutshell i think just chill <laughs> cool cool and obviously i'll say
0: that at the end of the episode like i usually do but i'll leave her socials in the description box below make sure you follow her on instagram so you guys can you know work out because she does do mm-hmm. some she has some workout videos on her insta on her instagram that you guys can do to stay fit
1: yeah and like also things to do stay mentally fit and keep mentally healthy as well so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> So what I usually do is I start off with question period and it's a little bit of question to get us, get us
0: in right before we talk about the main topics for this episode. So the first question I have in question period is, what is your favorite place to grab food in Ottawa?
1: Ooh, my favorite place to grab food. You know what? I'll be honest. I haven't really explored Ottawa well enough to know what my favorite spot is, but right now I think Ting's Restaurant or like Ocho's Rio's, just wherever I can get Caribbean food and some oxtail. Hmm. That would be like my first pick regardless. We, or and then like right after that would be um Popeyes. But yeah. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Um my roommate,
0: she has like, you know, on Uber Eats, she's discovered and she's discovered Ucho's Reels, and it is Chef's yeah. Kiss. I had a piece, mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss. Um, there's also another place I've heard of. Well, I've been only for like their jerk chicken poutine. It's um Island Flavor. It's literally
1: right, it's Rito Street. I think it's Rito I've and South House yeah it's good too (laughs) i just like caribbean food period like wherever it is bring it on that's also good but side note guys she is nigerian by the way side note i am nigerian but there there aren't enough you know nigerian restaurants and i cook nigerian food at home so that's true my favorite nigerian restaurant is my home my home but then Isn't that caribbean mm.
0: Like for me, I mean, I know there's I know there's probably more like Nigerian restaurants. The only places I know are like Suya Palace and Suya Joint, And I only go there for Suya. But like Anu said, like as a Nigerian, you really just like you can cook it yourself. Like jollof yeah. rice, I can cook. Fried rice, I can cook. If I want a pounded yam with a goosey soup, I can really cook mm, that at home. About it. So.
1: Yes, making me hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next question is, what is your favorite song at the moment? And it can be from any genre.
1: Ooh, okay yesterday while i should have been studying which is why i had to wake up at 5 30 i discovered or rediscovered um jackie hill perry's rap album oh gosh my goodness i literally put my thing to the side i said it doesn't matter that i have two midterms tomorrow in the morning we're gonna listen I to have this stumbled. album exactly i've stumbled on greatness literally okay let me see i recommend the one that i really she has a song called woman okay shout out to women's uh women's history oh uh, women's mind it's about you right <laughs> um okay so she has this song called woman um, it's just called women i don't remember like exactly what album it is but like y'all if you just pause even if you don't like rap just think of it as a po as a poem because she also is a poet so just listen to the lyrics and just listen and then just find her, all her other stuff and just listen literally i did
0: not know she was an artist like if you don't know she's a very prompt like she's a christian woman and she's written a book and stuff like that so she's um i'll call her like a pastor even though you can call her a pastor right yeah or sp- i would say
1: she's just a cool like she's the cool aunt that you want to just hang out with. exactly and ask about life like you know like i like she doesn't i feel like the world has a bit of like a bias to so, like pastor oh okay mm-hmm. act proper around this person or whatever she's not that girl at all she's super chill super cool raps does poet mother three now um yes. yes super chill love her i
0: follow her on twitter her. so like but like anu saying like she seems like a very cool person especially like talk about christianity stuff like that like she will preach to you but it doesn't feel like you're in a church and you're feeling judged yeah. by like she will be the type of person you guys can talk about christianity and divulge in it and all of that
1: yeah exactly she's my homegirl that i've never <laughs> met <laughs>
0: next question is what is your favorite class you have taken in university so far and why
1: my favorite classes hmm I'd say my favorite classes so far have to be the ones where I've learned about um, just psychology so the most recent one would be psychopathology um, yeah so there we really went into depth with like um, different like mental disorders um, and it was just so good that's when I fell in love with um, um neurodiversity so I already like last year I just found um a couple that are interabled um interabled and interracial couples so it was already like oh all the diversity for me bring it on and I because I'd never really like considered interabled like I, I just hadn't been exposed to that world and just mm-hmm. really was exposed to the privileges that I have as a fully abled person um so I started there and then I stumbled upon like this course also taught me a lot about neurodiversity and then just I just fell in love with it again because again I I I was op- like I don't know I just learned about how much we our world is not catered to people that are not fully abled it's really and like for me that's like <laughs> just sign me up for anything to fight for like people who don't have a voice and that's just you'll find me there like Okay, somebody's not doing okay. Okay, find me there. Find me there. I will be doing something about it. So, I think that's part of what why like I love that course a lot. And also just learning about like, you know, like the science behind anxiety, depression, all these things. It's like stuff I knew before, but like reinforcing, uh, you know, just the fact that like I can encourage my friends and just like helping everybody know that okay this is an a you thing this is a like it's a imbalance in their chemicals in their brain it's a you know just like mm-hmm. talking about the science aspects of things helps to debunk so much for me at least um, having information helps to debunk a lot for me so I think that's part of why I like science it's like when I know stuff then I have control over it you know um but yeah that was why it's my favorite course good course I, I think it's
0: very important as able bodies that we learn more about disabled bodies because like you said like this society has really made it seem like for it's this society has really been made only for able bodies and disabled people have really had to fight for their rights like just think about the advantages that you have like most houses have stairs most houses you talk about bungalows they all have stairs but there's no access for disabled people like if you're in a wheelchair or stuff like that you need help um assistance with walking you there's no really structure for you in a house system if you do they have, allocate more costs into creating an elevator or some sort of support for you so it's just little things like that that we don't take into consideration mm-hmm. that unless you're in that space you have to take into consideration
1: and I definitely yeah like I really do recommend um, the account that I follow is called roll with Cole. Um, just following them they're a really fun beautiful couple so it's like it really is a lot of entertainment but then again you also but I think by falling in love with them you also share in their pain as well and then it becomes important to you, you know? So I think we should all do that. And then I also follow um, this account called Living with Tamara or Living with Lilac. And that's about a mother, single mother, Black woman um, who raised four kids all her- on her own. And then one of them has autism. So it's just so beautiful to just watch her literally conquer. And then just also be like, oh my gosh, these are the ways I can learn. These are the ways I can be better. And also debunk the whole... Um, what if I have a kid that's autistic? Like, what would I do? It would be end of the world or whatever. It's like, you know, helping to see that, like, yo, these people can really function in society. I mm-hmm. don't have to be afraid. But I digress.
0: <laughs> no, I love the topic. And then last question of question period is what is the biggest stereotype of being in STEM slash biomedical sciences?
1: The biggest stereotype
0: yeah like when people come to you what do you what's the thing they really assume of you because you're in STEM and biomedical slash biomedical sciences
1: well I guess a bit of it is well I think people probably assume that like it's very hard and like you have no life outside of it or like you know what I mean like it's mm-hmm. just hard to like function I also see it more so and I feel like there's a bit of fear factor in that people can do it but then it just has this thing about it that, like oh you have to do a lot of math and it's scary. Um, let's start with the math part. There isn't that much math. I actually love math. Yes, I know. Okay, you're but-
0: different then. You can't. You can't say, "Oh, there's not that much math," and then no, continue saying, no, "I no. love math."
1: Because <laughs> someone for me,
0: listen, I'm in a toxic relationship with math. I like math. <laughs> I took math all throughout high school because I was going through like the medical path. But then you know. <sighs> grade 12 bio came I'm like I can't do this anymore but I took math I actually kind of I like algebra but -hmm. like math didn't like me so we have just decided to take a break from each other we're not gonna go back to each other I just have found peace leaving that toxic relationship Mm -hmm. I found peace and I think math is better off without me
1: (laughs) see I okay yes I understand and I've I've had to actually come to like learn and just understand that okay so people just don't like the same let it be a new but I think like me I do like math but um, I was hoping that I'd have a lot more math in my field but I haven't used math um, since like second year so yes I did do like life science calculus and all of that but since second year or third year I really haven't had much use um literally only the all, only the, the math that I do right now is like oh 10 times 2.5 or whatever and that's like Alexa can do that for me so it's really like you know what I mean like there's no like math application it's just you know just add up like how many like doses of this drug should i use it's just very basic math um and so i and that's only like in one course out of like five in a semester you know so there's so if you don't like math my point is you can still very happily pursue this um science career especially if you're trying to go into medical school um you can definitely do it it doesn't have that much math um what else would i say I feel Maybe like because- the
0: doctor thing. I, I know I'm speaking for you, but I'll assume the doctor thing. That oh, just because you're in STEM and biomedical sciences, you're automatically going to be a doctor. Like there's some people mm-hmm. who are going to do research and other things. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I would assume that's a stereotype.
1: Yeah, no, that's hundred percent. Like I think um, there, like there's a bit of that. Um, but you know, like everyone just do your own thing. Like I think, like the world is becoming more and more like, yeah like aware of the fact that there's more to science than just the medical doctor. And also you have to do that for yourself too, right? If you uh-huh. don't, if you already come in, cause I think that I hear about a lot is just the, um, lack of respect for nurses or whatever, um, whether that's from doctors or patients or whatever, being like, you know, doctors are higher status. Um, you have to kick off that that bias from yourself because some people don't want to be doctors, but you do want to be in the medical field. So you want to be maybe a nurse, maybe an anesthesi- uh, anesthesiologist. <laughs> um, it's a tongue twister. Yeah, I know. Everything in medicine is a tongue twister. Um, But yeah, like, I think, first of all, you have to take off that bias for yourself and know that, like, okay, being a doctor is not the highest praise. It's not the highest calling. Uh, It's not, it might not be for you. Um, And just, like, find, okay, where do I want to be? Is that a nurse? And that doesn't mean, like, you're doing anything lower. Like, imagine all doctors but no nurses. What is, the hospital is not going to be running, you know? Um, So take off that bias for yourself and then just pursue what you want. I always find that um, people are more insecure about things that like if somebody came to me and said oh like if I was pursuing like you know trying to be a nurse and somebody said oh you're just you're just going for being a nurse is that it if I was insecure about that already then that person saying that would trigger me you know mm-hmm. but if I was secure if that was all I wanted if that was my like dream if I was excited about that then yeah that's all I want yes you got that right like, and i put that person back in their place Do you know what I mean so I always say like if you're finding yourself being triggered about something, especially like all these stereotypes, just check your own bias. Like check how you really feel about it and then and then proceed from there. If you're really comfortable with it, then proceed to correct people and like just help them, you know, step back in line, stay in your lane, they stay in line. <laughs> and then, yeah, so that's what I think. But I think the last bias that I have to, it that, or not I, but people assume that maybe you won't have a social life. And that's not true. That's not true. I'm even like I I, yeah you're active you're active active. I have good like healthy friendships healthy family relationships um healthy like I, I, I like started a bit of like a business thing in the summer that is on the mellow now but like if I wanted to continue to pursue that actively I could um so don't let that deter you you can be one of those huge success stories about like I did like full-time school and full-time business and whatever if that's what you want and also remember that also is not the highest calling if you want to just do your thing and chill and be your introverted self please do that so yeah
0: Another thing to add to what you're talking about, like with medical thing, like I'm not in the medical field, but I have Mm -hmm. a couple of friends, some of my really close friends who are pursuing the sciences. and want to go into the medical field. And one thing I've also learned about the medical field is that it's not only doctors and lawyers, excuse me, not only doctors and nurses, like one of my best friends, she wanted to do medicine for the longest time. And then Mm -hmm. she hit a wall in first year where it was a tough time for her. And then she came after that like she came through it and so forth like that but she also realized that you know she wants to be either a pa or she wants to, she's applying to pa school dentistry mm-hmm. pharmacy like there's so much yeah. other fields in medicine that are not just a simple like medical route yeah you know? like you could be a pa which is a physician's assistant it's not as popular in canada compared to the states but there's still like room for job growth in this country mm-hmm. you could be a dentist you can be yeah. a pharmacist i personally would tell people like if you don't like if you don't mind chemistry physics and math go to pharmacy school because that is the hardest i was it's not the hardest but i'll say it's a very hard field because you're doing like chemistry or physics and all that but the amount of money you would get at the end i mean i know money's not everything but it's it will definitely be worth your time as the non-medical stem person giving advice here
1: <laughs> yeah no, no no absolutely like and even with the money thing i also think about that and i always say like like you said money is not the absolute like um and like flexibility as well so money is like you really again i think it all starts with like okay how are you doing on the inside are you checking yourself are you being honest with yourself if you're just doing this to make money you won't oh, be happy you're not going to be happy you will not be happy um i guess like just um i will mention a bit of like suicide like the suicide rate for um doctors is really like really high um so it's not some sort of like oh like you know i worked through medical school, through undergrad, and all of that, and now I'm living the dream, it's really hard work, but if you, if you, like, saw it to, like, okay, this is how I'm gonna make my coin, and then live my, you know, my best life, that might be difficult, but if you saw it as, like, I'm doing this because I truly have a passion um, for this, Um, part of why I wanted to be a neurosurgeon was because, um, and you don't need some, like, huge moving story, you just have to know, you want to be in the profession, you don't want to be in The money making Mm -hmm. of the profession you know Uh, part of why i wanted to be becoming a neurosurgeon was because i did i lost a cousin to um brain cancer and his situation was so tough it was like um he just had this like benign tumor that would just i don't know it was just ridiculous and it lasted for so long doctors didn't know what to do at some point um my like my my cousin's family couldn't afford like the best um health options so it was just like i just see all these things i, I hate the fact that money comes in between someone's life mm-hmm. um, so that's why i want to be a doctor i want to be able to impose my way and say i don't care if you have any money like let's help you because i don't you know what i mean 100 um, yeah but alongside that having like like a real reason not for money that you want to do this you also have to be super flexible um so like I don't want to like it's not like saying like med school is not for everybody or whatever because you can like regardless of what the situation looks like regardless of what your grades in first or second or third year looks like if you want to if you if your heart is set on this thing go for it and pursue it you can do it I like I'd never tell anybody you can't but also be flexible and like realistic at the same time know which one is wisdom and passion and focus versus just inflexibility and fear of changing um like a career path so while I do love um, the idea of being a neurosurgeon and all of that um, I've gotten a co-op job to go into bioinformatics um oh yeah so I'm like you know this is great yeah it's exactly the technical aspect and it has more math and yeah, I'm like you know what I like my math <laughs> and medical school doesn't have or like well where I'm at right now with uh, medicine and science it doesn't have that much math where I'm at and so I'm like okay let me check this out let me check this co-op job see if I like it and if I like it then I'm willing to do a master's in it if I like that, then I'm willing to do a PhD. If I like that, I'm willing to stay in the field. And if I don't, then I'm willing to go back and do medical school. But I don't want a case where someone else is be in the same shoes, but be like, nope, this is not it. This is not the path to medical school. So I'm going to say no, because it doesn't, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, there's multiple different paths for each individual person. I always say, like, just... Be so open to opportunities. Be so open to learning things that you never thought you would learn. One hundred percent. Coaching when I was in first or in second year because I just thought this is really cool. And now I found a passion of mine. I didn't have a passion for health coaching. I didn't have that much of a passion for this. I wanted people to eat well and be well. But doing health coaching has made me go, oh my god, this is something I absolutely love. So just do, welcome new opportunities, and then see what you like and along the way all the time keep on asking yourself where am I at am I loving this or am I not loving this check yourself and then go with that you know what I mean don't mm-hmm. be so inflexible because it really life is tougher when you're not willing to to bend with the waist a little bit when doing the right thing of
0: course yeah, I mean, I can end the episode right here. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the <laughs> deepest questions and she's already providing us so much wisdom. Mm-hmm. But I definitely relate to that because I was—I wanted to be a medical doctor since I was a child. I wanted mm-hmm. to be an OBGYN specifically. Mm-hmm. And then grade 12 bio came along. I'm like, I can't physically do this. And I was doing better mm-hmm. in the social sciences than the sciences. So I came to Carleton. I went into humanities first year with a plan of minoring in political science. Mm-hmm. But I've always loved politics. I've loved politics since I was a child, but I never thought I could major in it. I thought it was something I'm going to do as like a passion on the right. lows like as a minor and then um now I want to I'm still and now I'm in political science I'm minor in philosophy and my goal is to do my master's in public health and one thing I have realized is like what I knew saying like one thing I really wish I knew is that like, you can be in the health field without having to go to medical school specifically yes. you have to like sciences to be to go into the health field for instance i i'm going to the health field i'm planning to get my master's in public health specifically health policy and my goal would be to advocate and advocate for health policies um for the government or for ngos that's my end that's that's the goal that i want for myself Mm -hmm. so it's just very interesting to see that i could be Involved in the healthcare field, but I didn't have to go to medical school. I didn't have to to go to PA school. I didn't have to be a pharmacist. I didn't have to do like life sciences and organic chemistry during university. You can go into so many fields without necessarily going in the mainstream, if that makes sense. Like you don't have to be in the healthcare, as an example, you don't have to be in the healthcare field by going to the sciences and going to the med school for instance you don't have to go into the tech world um majoring in computer science or software engineering like i know this girl on tiktok she studied political science and now she's she worked at google so like like i know saying oh, this, just have an open mind and you yeah. not know- god can lead you and open doors for you because just because you are not the quote-unquote normal or average candidate for this specific industry doesn't mean you can't do it it's just a matter of passion like you said and if you have the passion and the drive and the will of god on your side you will do it
1: mm-hmm.
0: exactly exactly <laughs> so we're gonna go on to the main questions um so the first question is what drew you to the sciences and why did you choose to study biomedical sciences at U Ottawa?
1: yeah so like I already mentioned um my cousin was a big like uh I I already wanted to be a doctor before the whole thing happened with my cousin um but it was a big movie because again like Mm -hmm. I said like I just love like I think kind of like you I I have a big heart for justice a big heart for speaking up for those who don't advocacy exactly advocacy because I, I know what it feels like to not be spoken for. I mean, talk about it, Black women. Um, But like, so I have a big heart for just fighting for weak ones. Um, So that was part of why I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I was so helpless. I couldn't do anything. My family was so helpless. It's like, okay, how can I do it? I want to add to this and make this better. But prior to that, um, this is where I, oh, I kind of ask myself every once in a while, whether my doctor dream was a Like a parent planted dream, you know, the African parent just. All my Nigerian parents, all my Africans,
0: like you either grew up wanting to be a lawyer, doctor, doctor. engineer. I like my backup plan if medicine didn't work out was to go to law school. So I was going to hit two out of those three goals. But (laughs) I mean, I'm not hitting those goals at all, but I'm doing what I love. Yeah. Which is the most important thing.
1: Honestly, do you, girl? (laughs) So my dad bought us um the dvd So dvds are a thing um for what's are we now? that much old now like that's crazy single- like dvd i know i haven't used a single okay oh i don't use DVDs. no, no we don't either. use
0: dvds like most laptops now don't even come with like yeah. CD players you don't even see cds everything's either you yeah. download it you stream it like dvds are like obsolete now but t- yeah. Oh, what 20, 2011 they were still a thing that's yeah. technology is yeah. also fast-pacing that's besides the point of this I'm interrupting <laughs> Andrew, but just to make a reference to that
1: yeah absolutely so my dad got us the um. Oh, well I'm forgetting his name right now the guy who, Bill like, Nye the science no, guy the guy <laughs> Bill Nye the science guy the guy who separated the science twi- twins oh I don't know if you're talking about it. Dr. Ben ben carson there you go yes so my dad got us the video for that um and it was such a moldable moment in my my faith and my life so part of the story that he shares was um when like if you know he was a small black man Mm -hmm. who didn't have much growing up and like literally all his life it was just grace 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 after grace i think he also had a learning disability i think he did he did and he Mm -hmm. household i don't
0: think he knew his father he had a he had a brother and then ended up like going to john hopkins Mm -hmm. and studying neuroscience like i have his book it's yeah uh, i mean besides politically besides politics because he did run for and was under the trump administration if you excuse that aspect he's an amazing Mm -hmm. person in terms of what i'm saying about grace and all of that
1: yeah no definitely somebody that i really learned a lot from so this is like say i want to say like 10 year old me um, watching all this, such a moldable moment in my faith. Um, I'm like, it's kind of like one of those moments where, I don't know if you have those moments where you, it's just marked in your, like you just- Oh, 100%. In your history when you just like, I grew a little in that moment. That very moment, I grew, something happened. So that was part of it, actually watching that. And when he shared the story about, first of all, I could relate with him when he said he had a learning disability because now I get good grades, but I tell you my friends- <laughs> Prior to me turning, let's say, 14, my grades were far, far from good. Y'all, I remember getting a 67% <laughs> in an exam coming home. And my family was like, all right, y'all, where's the wine at? We're going to pop the wine. We're going, like, we're celebrating this. So that's another thing, too. I tell you, you can be doing whatever the heck you want to do. <laughs> but the moment that you decide, I have a passion, you can turn your life around. So don't let anything of your past deter you. Back to Ben Carson. So (laughs) I already resonated so hard with him in the sense of like, I didn't feel like I was smart enough. I didn't feel feel like I knew enough. Um, And then he shared the story about how he had a dream and how like God literally like showed him all the answers. And that's part of like how he did well. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? Like it helped me first of all, believe in God, but it helped me like be like, okay, this is something I love to do. I love to help people. I love to... Um, do the impossible literally I'm very like adventurous as well so just all of that mixed with God mixed with everything was like it just became this passion because it wasn't something I was doing for me it was I was doing this because it was an impossible task at the moment at the moment i couldn't see myself actually being a doctor because i actually wasn't that smart in my mind i'm saying quote unquote
0: that you didn't feel smart because not saying you weren't smart but you personally felt like you couldn't do it even yes. at that time you were smart i think that's another thing people have to understand just because you feel like you are something doesn't mean you are if that makes exactly. sense so just because i'm in this area or you're in this season of you know disappointment and pain doesn't mean it's forever it doesn't mean you're less than like you are a child of god everyone is a child of god exactly so you there you are more than what you see yourself that's why i say quote unquote
1: yeah no preach that (laughs) um but yeah no it was it became this thing of like okay god like i'm gonna do this with you you know and guys everything and then god on top it just becomes so much different the times when i would have given up the times when i didn't believe in myself because trust me that came very often um the times when i said you know what maybe i want to just be a housewife (laughs) And, and you know what? Like honestly, I respect housewives. I get it, and I, you know, every once in a while, I get that that uh that uh urge. But then it's like just mixing God in there, and it's just like, okay, remember what you set out for. Remember what you want to do. Remember that I'm helping you. Remember you're not doing this alone. So you're not doing it by your own strength. I'll protect your mental health. Don't worry about it. Like, let's go. Don't you know? worry, about us We are. Don't worry about. <laughs> yeah. So. That's kind of why I decided to venture into this because I just watching that plus my cousin plus all of that just became like, okay, God, I want to do the impossible and I want to do it with you. And obviously I know that there isn't just like, uh, I, I tend not to focus on like the negatives, you know, because mm-hmm. that never helps anyone to be motivated, but I'm also a very challenge driven person. So I also wanted to be like, put more black people on the map. <laughs> put some black women on the map so that's part of why like right from a young age i just wanted to do it because i just knew already this is already a white men dominated field right ben carson at his time was just surrounded by white men um so he was the minority then so i'm like okay let's have more black people and black women and i will lead the way let's do it so yeah we're going to talk about that as
0: well. We're going to talk about, like, representation in the science field and so forth like that. But that I think it's a very important aspect to look at. Like, you persevered and you saw yourself. You're just like, you know, I'm not going to allow this situation or how I'm feeling deter me from my goal. Like, I'm passionate about medicine. I'm passionate about this. And I'm going to get it done.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And trust me, like, it takes more than, um, I will say it takes more than just grit and discipline and just you know having your mind in the people always say just focus just focus just focus
0: discipline is hard yes discipline and motivation are two different things and I think people need to understand that motivation is feeling like you know everybody gets motivation like you know you wake up sometimes you wake up at like nine in the morning like I'm gonna you know do my morning routine Mm. especially with like tiktok and youtube I'm gonna do my morning routine I'm gonna drink my coffee so Mm. aesthetically pleasing stuff like that and not every morning you are gonna wake up and want to do that like there's mornings Mm. where you're just gonna be like I want to sleep until noon but discipline Discipline is pushing yourself every day just like you know what i care about my future i care about my goals i care about my passion and even mm-hmm. though i'm not feeling like it that's the thing discipline is on discipline is based on your mind whereas um motivation is based on feelings so yeah. you, when you feel like doing it you know for me since i sometimes don't want to do schoolwork where i'm just like yo there's a deadline that needs to be done i don't feel like doing it but i know i have to do it that's where discipline comes into play
1: yeah absolutely i definitely agree and like one thing i was going to add to that is um it's it's hard when you think you're going to do it on your own <laughs> it really is um two things with that is you need like a community around you How 100%. It, says, like, it, takes, mm-hmm, it takes a village to raise a, a child right so it's like you need to have people around you who can speak that into you speak when you're like saying oh i don't think i can do it i don't think i'm strong enough you need to have people around you being like girl what do you mean okay so because today you have a rough, a rough day let me remind you of how cool you are let me remind you of how how strong you are you know you need people around you because it's not enough for you to just keep on saying like it is very important that you say that to yourself 90% of the time it's you mm-hmm. and your God in the room dealing with your dealing with life really but there's some days where it's just you need somebody to help pick you,
0: you need up. An accountability partner that's what like I saying like you need someone that's going to keep you accountable so for instance Obviously, like, people are very weary of sharing their goals, which I definitely understand. Like, not everything needs to be shared about, but you need to have one person. Besides God, of course, you need to have one person where you're telling them, oh, I'm of some things. or oh, I want to do this, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then... Have that person push you accountability? Like, for instance, this podcast, I've been wanting to do this podcast since first year. My second year was the year I was like, okay, I'm probably gonna do it this, this, this. I had some of my friends keep asking me, like, oh, you said you want to do a podcast. So you want to do a podcast, what happened? And that motivation kind of Mm -hmm. saw me. And you also have to surround yourself with people who are also motivating their own goals. Because, you know, if you're motivated around people who are just very stagnant and just okay with the status quo, that's okay. But if that's not where you see yourself. Then that's a problem. You need to be around yeah. people who are pushing themselves in everywhere. What that, whether that means you know pursuing post grad, whether that means you know doing their own small businesses. Like you need to be around put people who are motivating themselves so that way you can be motivated by them because when you're around your friends you want to be like yo i feel like i belong and you don't want to feel like oh all my friends are succeeding all my friends are doing their goals and i'm here not doing anything it's going to make you feel some type of way so you need to be around yeah. people who are motivating themselves and who are disciplined in their actions so that way you can be motivated be like you know what? i can do this too because i'm surrounded by like-minded people
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and like another thing to add to that too is and how you do one thing is how you do everything is what I've learned a lot from coaching. So I come to a client and then we'll start talking about, uh, let's say we'll start talking about their health and they want to like gain consistency in Mm -hmm. their workout. And I'm like, okay, so what else are you consistent in? Nothing, nothing else. Like if you're not consistent in one thing, it's very difficult to, to point out another thing that you're consistent in. So it's like, if you want to stay disciplined, stay focused in one area, start in another area like you can't tell me that you want to be a disciplined doctor study all this that, and that be all this discipline but you don't you don't work out like whenever you don't feel like working out you don't because you don't feel like it trust me when you don't feel like studying which will be 99 of the time you yep. won't and you won't you won't reach your, your your goal okay when you don't feel like eating right you don't just because you don't feel like it and this is not like saying um like I, I, me I have like I don't call it cheat days I just say I'm eating bro like I'm enjoying my food because I eat balanced so if I'm eating like no, the what what people want deem like oh healthy or whatever it's like that's your business I eat balanced and I'm enjoying myself period but it's like period. a balance in there but for you if you're if your life is all in the pleasure field in everything you do everything you say what you want to say. You speak whatever you want to speak. You wear, you do, you everything about your life is all full of pleasure. You don't have any restrictions. You don't have any discipline. No order. Now you want to be a. You, now you want to pursue this, um, this field that will de- require big, big discipline from you. I think you're gonna have a bit of a hard time. Mm-hmm. So how I always say it is like find something small that you can be disciplined in, and then that discipline will motivate you. Because then when you're when you feel like skipping out on this bigger thing. You can remember the smaller ones like oh no i can stick to this thing i can stick to learning to play a guitar you know doing like one hour per week or something i stuck to that little thing i can do this bigger thing so how you do one thing is how you're going to do everything so keep that in mind
0: 100 percent. and like you said it's not you have to also have balance in what you're doing yeah. like you need to make sure like i don't like to call it cheat days i was even thinking about this a couple of days ago when it comes to like eating and health and that aspect like it's okay to work out and eat you know mcdonald's or wendy's once in a while that like so forth like that but it doesn't make sense for you to consistently be working out but your meals consist of burger king mcdonald's subway like it it's fast food it does it's not it doesn't make any sense so you have to be consistent in a way like you know what i want to be healthy so i have to make sure i'm eating healthy but then now again you know life is short enjoyment i'm enjoying food hashtag enjoyment queen that's <laughs> I'm always yeah. friends, enjoyment like you need to have exactly. enjoyment in this life so once in a while have that ice cream have that burger but don't make it a consistent thing where it's exactly. like it's deteriorating you from your actual health goals because if that's exactly. the case then you're putting pleasure over discipline and so, that's not the case that cannot work
1: exactly. exactly like you said yeah i'm here to live the baby girl lifestyle i'm here to enjoy enjoy lifestyle the fullest but like i don't think i'd be enjoying my life if i had like you know avoidable problems by like 40 no i don't want to do that we live in a world that gets us to study and to work and all these things for so long and then we retire at like what 60 or whatever and then you start dealing with health problems that ain't no life no Mm-mm. no it's just not the life i'm gonna live excuse me
0: i'm here on this life to enjoy and to chop life and stuff like that
1: yeah you into that
0: um, so going off to still the science and so forth like that, mm-hmm. what has been the biggest challenge you faced so far since you studied um, biomedical and what has been the coolest thing you've done in your degree?
1: Ooh, the coolest thing I've done in my degree. Well, it, it could be
0: your co-op. It could be something you did in a lab. But something that you, like, found this moment, like, this is one of the coolest things I've done so far since being biomedical. And something that you've seen is a challenge in the field of biomedical sciences in, your, in the last four years.
1: Hmm. Well, like, one thing that I'd say is still a challenge um, is because I'm an international student. Mm-hmm. So um, just the... <laughs> The encouragement for international students getting into medical school is very low. It's absent. There's no encouragement. There's just everything to tell you not to do it. Um, so the barrier for international students to get into med school is very high. The tuition fees are astronomical. Already, yeah. So tuition fees for international students for the undergraduate is astronomical. That one's astronomical come to medical
0: school it's, it's like astronomical on steroids yes y'all just thought i robbed
1: the bank or something like where do y'all you think these $20? funds are
0: coming from like literally. let's say i like i just know like i'm not an international student but i've seen the cost and i'm just like just tuition alone it's three it's literally three times as much as a domestic student will pay but just tuition we haven't included flights because they're mm-hmm. international student we haven't included housing we haven't included a health care we haven't included you know Health,
1: based, nothing. Based all
0: of that like all of those are allocated costs so it's kind of like a sense of also privilege in a sense like you have to be somewhat privileged to even be able to afford that luxury because you even pursuing higher education at a different country than where you're born from is seen as a luxury because of the cost associated with it which I don't think should be fair whatsoever
1: yep absolutely yeah we'll talk about that another day but <laughs> um so that's a big problem I would say but that's not exactly within like that's not a medical science problem it's just the structure of mm-hmm. cities and all of that um something cool that I've done hmm. I actually I, I don't know it's hard to say it's always disappointing to say like oh my gosh have I done anything cool um I've had co-ops so that's been nice I think like Definitely, if you have the opportunity, do co-op. It helps you bring your education to life. So that, my co-op experience is, has, was really cool. Because, yeah, like I said, like everything that I was able to do, that I was learning theoretically at school, I was able to bring that to life, right? So actually working with cells. So I guess one thing that was cool that I did was I actually, um, I don't know if I'll sound super nerdy now. <laughs> but, okay, so my project at um, co-op was basically developing cancer therapies Uh, using virus um, to attack tumor cells so yeah so I guess I was helping to engineer that and just like um, find how like just help it I don't know how to explain it Mm -hmm. without sounding super nerdy and losing a lot of people but yeah that's what I did I was helping to fight cancer yay finding cure for cancer even though there isn't just one cure but from what I understand from what I've learned um, there isn't just Cancer isn't just like the flu or is it, it isn't just like a headache, you know, cancer is like a broad term for a million different types of cancers, a million different causes of cancers, um, because it's so dependent on each person's genotype and each person's, mm-hmm. person's um, genotype really it's so like there isn't just you know what I mean there isn't Mm -hmm. just I don't think there's some universal cure but maybe maybe there is I'm gonna listen to the
0: scientists I'm gonna listen to someone who's (laughs) has medical (laughs) biomedical scientists over me
1: yeah because the one thing I did though find out like that the reason why I don't just say no that's impossible is that um diabetes shouldn't be like a big deal anymore Mm -hmm. um when insulin which is like you know one of the things to really just help that it when insulin was developed the person the people that developed it They sold the patent for $1. It was $2. Like, oh, yes. That that was a long time ago, but it was sold for $2. Why? The sole purpose is because so many people were dying of diabetes. So it was meant to be cheap, cheap, cheap. So everybody can have access to it. Now I'm hearing that people have to skip out on insulin doses because they can't afford it. So that's what I do believe. Yes. And it's because um, I think it's like only three companies have the patent now. And so only like they've uh, monopolized this thing and they're selling it for ridiculous prices. So that is messed up. 100% messed up. 100% 100%. that I want to go into as well. See how I can like fund a like Samaritan pharmaceutical company. So we can actually Mm. stop this. Why are people dying? Because you want to make more money. It's yeah. So I don't, I don't put it past the capitalist. Even though. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Lots of politics
0: lots of it so you talk to us about like the coolest thing you've done and some of the biggest challenges and so going off of the biggest challenges like we kind of you kind of mentioned earlier in this episode it's like why wow, we're starting talking about like representation in the STEM field because we don't see enough women as it is and we don't see enough black women in the STEM field so I'm just right. gonna kind of leave I'm gonna have like a couple of questions that you can answer but I'm how do you feel about the current representation in the sciences so far how have you navigated? Um, microaggressions in the science field and what more do you think can be done to ensure that science the sciences is more welcoming for black women
1: hmm, beautiful questions okay so one thing i really say as per um the representation aspect of things is uh, while it may be true that there are more um white men in the field than are black women I always say, choose your perspective. I choose, like, it's like you get to choose the radio station you're tuning into. Mm -hmm. I choose the radio station that has people like Anita Phillips, that has people like, um, uh, I forget their names right now. I don't know why I'm forgetting everybody's name. But basically people that are maybe not everyone black, but women, mostly women Mm -hmm. in the field, in medical, um, in in medical science, uh, neurosurgeons, neuroscientists. Um, just all the people that I can look to and learn from those are so when I think of like what is the medical field for me it's surrounded by people I know a black Nigerian neurosurgeon so that's how much like I I choose to fine-tune my focus I'm not focusing on how much representation I don't have Mm -hmm. I'm focusing on what I do have and I'm letting that be my whole world view so that when I walk in there you know what I mean so that when I think of this field it's a field that i'm represented in already and that encourages me because if all i think about in my field is i'm not there i'm not there am i going to be welcome is it going to be a hostile environment i'm going to scare myself out of it Mm -hmm. or or one thing i will do is i will prime myself to be to like i would i would i will convince myself that it will be a hostile environment subconsciously so that when i do get into there all i can see is microaggressions i find that um I've had the experience of like my friends coming like telling me, oh, this person is so rude. This person is so rude. I walk around in life. I was telling my friends the other day, I walk around that in a life that like, when I walk into a room, I respect you, you respect me. That is what I expect of people. That is the life that I live. So I don't, I don't find that a lot of people are rude to me or disrespectful Mm -hmm. to me. It might be that I'm letting, like, I don't notice it. But you know what? I'm living a peaceful life, and you're—I mm-hmm. don't like—you're not offending me. I'm not offending you. We're fine. And but this is
0: not only—this is not also to like negate those who are, are going through microaggressions or to negate the representation yeah. in this. Like, let me just make that clear before people listen. Like, wait—like she's just basically saying like there is a lack of representation in it, and there are microaggressions. But in her mind, she has fix fixated on the fact of the people that she sees. Like, she's trying to focus more on what she she's trying to focus her mindset of what she can see so she's focusing on the black neurosurgeons the nigerians mm-hmm. doctors and stuff like that she's not saying yeah. that there isn't a lack of representation or there is no microaggression she's just saying in her personal experience she has not faced or have dealt with the reper- repercussions of those things of microaggressions and the lack of representation
1: yes exactly like and and I will not even say that it hasn't come my way but it's like I don't like I don't put weight on it Mm -hmm. even though it is difficult but then I always ask myself and again like you just said so perfectly like it is difficult and it's very uh, different from person to person but it's I always look, say to myself, like, if I focus on how much I'm I'm underrepresented, if I focus on how much people might want to be microaggressive towards me, well, I'm going to efficiently scare myself and discourage myself. I mean, the field is already it has its challenges for itself. Like, it already do, requires quite a bit of, of you. Um, if I add this extra thing to keep my mind fixed on, like, I'm not saying ignore it. I'm not saying um, act like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to have my mind fixed on the locks, I choose my focus to be fixed on the surplus that I have. If it's just one Black person already in the field, I am fixing my eyes on that person, okay? And I will go with that. We're going to go through that path that you have created, that motivation that you've created for me. I'm going to ride that wave rather than being constantly deterred by the fact that 99% 99% is not the 99% of the people don't look like me if that makes any sense
0: mm-hmm. so. and there's a way to do it like you're just talking about like when you're talking about lack of representation it's a big thing but there's different ways to navigate so there's one way of navigating saying like oh my gosh like there's no black people in politics there's no black people in science that so that's one way you can look at it or you can look at it and say you know what there are lack of black people in a specific field but what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to allow the lack or the less of black people, no, the lack of black people in the specific industry deter me from pursuing it. That's what she's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And she's just making it seem like, you know what, I'm gonna focus on the one person that's there because when all of us unite. And that's that's another important aspect. When us Black people in these spaces that were not built for us, these institutions did not think of us at all. Some of these institutions did not think of us as humans. But when we come together, when we unite as Black people and stand against these institutions, that's where change can be. And we actually have to come together and unify. So if I see one Black person, we have to stick together. It's not like, oh, we're not enemies. We are skin folk. We are together. We're brothers and sisters. So when you go into these spaces, I feel like, oh, that's another lot of that's another thing marginalized communities black people black women especially do is that like when we go into these spaces and we see that we are one of the only people we go towards people resembling us so if I go into when I go into these political fields I try to look for the black women and I can't see the black women, I go for the black men. if I can't see the black men, I, I, I go for all the other communities because that I go to the communities that I know that we can come together and we can have shared experiences and we can fight in our own ways the institutional racism sexism all right. of that that's an approach yeah. that i think that's i'm just trying to reiterate what you're trying to say
1: yeah no absolutely absolutely i agree and also like you said like um i find i feel like if we kept on focusing on the fact that there wasn't any representation imagine me being like let's say like i was like the one black woman in in, in like ottawa the one black doctor in ottawa i know that's not the case mm-hmm. um but every every black um aspiring doctor kept on saying there's no representation. There's no representation. Imagine how, how invisible I would feel, you know? Like, it's like, okay, cool. I'm just not, we're just going out. Like, you don't see me you don't, see, don't see me like you know
0: <laughs> it's like yeah. one thing to talk about it like yeah you talk about this lack of representation but what are you not you specifically but you if you're saying there's a lack of representation what are you doing to ensure that that gap is being filled because yeah. that, that's the problem i feel like you're talking about like well, you can talk about it, oh there's a lack there's a lack but what are you doing to ensure like especially after last summer with black lives matter we're seeing a lot of these institutions start to be more inclusive you know you're seeing more EDI so equity diversity inclusion um, committees and stuff like that that's great and stuff like that but when you talk about lack of representation, what are you doing, are you ensuring that there are more representation in your fields and when you allow, when you get these black people or these people from other marginalized communities in there, are you ensuring that they're in these safe spaces? Are you ensuring that when they come to you saying, oh, I have felt a microaggression, or someone made this racist comment to me, are you on their side? Are you making their concerns feel heard or are you just negating them? Cause that's a problem people feel like if you, if I come to you and feel like my feelings are not being validated, I'm not gonna feel safe in this space and I'm gonna leave. And that's I think another problem we see in a lot of these industries is that, black people like i always say that there's not a lack of black people in these industries it's just that are you and are you as a company looking as an institution that. are you actually actively getting these black people and you yeah. are you making their experiences valid and safe that's the problem mm-hmm. that yeah. there is
1: yeah exactly and i was even going more to the like looking for the black people like us like looking mm-hmm. for the black people in the spaces that we want to be in and let's recognize them you know let's actually make it loud that yo you're up there you know rather than saying like it's like we see okay let's say we see hundreds hundreds like whatever other races and then it's like okay only one black person there and so it's like we always we, imagine the only comment that we take from there is we're underrepresented there's no black people there to the stand the other thing that black person who is already made into that field will be feeling like okay cool what, what about me like am I might gonna be like, the only person in the space like exactly so it's like you have to like still like represent like to be like oh no like how I choose to see it is that, like there's that one person That one person created a space for me. I'm going to walk through that space. You know, like I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to meet them. I'm going to like go out for virtual coffee, ask them, do you want to mentor me? Like all these things. It's like, there are people, even if it's one person, that's enough. That's enough for me to feel like I can conquer this. Ben Carson was who did it for me. He did it. and He had all these challenges growing up. One person was all it took for me to be like, you know what? Maybe I could do it too. And like, so that's why I say like focus on like, what is the one thing that you have in your head focus on that and then you know go on that yeah
0: simple and then how what can more i think you kind of touched on this but what more can be done to ensure that the science field is more welcoming for black women and other marginalized communities
1: Ooh, what more can be done um definitely just like oh, managing those tuition fees better really um it's really ridiculous for the international community um but like you said really just like having like actual student bodies and actual like staff bodies that um, actually care, that actually listen um, to the students. And I will say like, thanks, honestly, that's one of the benefits of 2020. Like people are more willing to listen. Um, so just being more willing to listen to their concerns because everything is individual, right? I, I don't want it to be like, oh, like this is what the black community needs. So it's like every black person is very different. Mm-hmm. Every black person's individual um so it's like when a black person speaks or when um like a um, black or indigenous person of color speaks their experience is different their experience is unique their experience is valid um so it's like just places to listen and just just witness them really and then see how we can come to a conclusion come to um, an understanding is the main thing that i'd say really okay well this is last
0: one last question before we end off this again informative conversation about representation in the science field and just the science field as a whole and actually pursuing your dreams and Mm so forth like that so last question is what is one thing that is not talked about in mainstream media that you want to talk about and that could be from any issue that's passionate about you because you talked about how you are an advocate and you love justice so what's an area you feel like mainstream Mm -hmm. media and people are not talking about that deserves attention
1: Mm, okay i already talked about diversity um interable diversity uh sorry uh disability rather um i already talked about neurodiversity i think one thing too that boils my heart is the lack of um proper mentorship proper um well, how would i say leadership that? leadership yes proper support for boys For boys who become men, because we all, society and I'm not saying this is the women's fault at all, because obviously, women, we have had our battles and we deserve to be appreciated and we deserve to be literally, we've, like, there's no excuses. But men are, it's it's a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack, but there's no support for them as boys. They're pushed into the society where they're forced to be mucho, you know, hyper masculine men. They don't understand what emotions are, they don't understand anything. And now they become jerks as men, and that's what yeah. we have in society. They don't have anybody. um There isn't like I, I also want to call out men. Yes, men who are good men need to come down and support and mentor boys in society. Otherwise, this whole men are trash thing is going to be a cycle from generation to generation. It's a song yeah. going to be singing forever because nobody is stepping in. We're just calling out the men for being trash. Where are we starting it from a young spot to being like? How can we mentor? It? How can we? take these boys off of the streets wherever we find them how can we support them because I do what I love is that women are getting a lot of support women I actually see more women in my classes these days because I do believe now that women are getting so much support Mm -hmm. but the point is equality the point is not to let like we are not looking for I feel like women and men we are equal equal we're not fighting for one to be above the other and it's true men have been treated are still treated above uh, women in so many areas but the point is not to kick them down and mm-hmm. bring them down because we're still standing low right if that's what we want to do we're not bringing them low to be in the same space we're saying up together and we're going to keep on growing but i don't see where we are helping men grow specifically one percent And I'm talking more even like just in the in their mental capacity, like expand your mind, expand your heart, expand yourself. Um, So, yeah, I just think there needs to be better support for men, for boys, really. I'm just thinking of little brothers, boys, yeah, need that will grow to be men of the society. What can we do now um, to support them so that it's not the same old, same old song? 100%
0: like at the beginning of last month when I started black history month when I started my black history month episodes I had the first two episodes I have were black men and mental health and I had Ezekiel one of our good friends on it and it's very important that we talk about it because I feel like society does not talk about black society does not talk about black mental health as a whole both for women and men but I do feel like when it comes to men men are not given the chance to show their emotions and talk about it which is a problem in itself I feel like society has both Black men and Black women, I feel like society has made it seem like we are emotionalists. We can't mm-hmm. be vulnerable and we have to be these hard figureheads, which is not the case. Like we are human beings. We have emotions. We're vulnerable. The yeah. system has, you know, done us so dirty and we want to voice our opinion. And we can't do that without seeming aggressive or angry, so forth like that. When it comes to Black men, they kind of have this stereotype over them and they can't voice their wrongdoings or they can't voice their feelings or their emotions. And it's seen as it sadly turns into anger. As it turns yeah. into suppression so I definitely advocate for what you're talking about like we do need better support for black boys growing up and giving them the spaces like you know what I'm going through this it's okay to cry it's okay to talk about it and
1: yeah.
0: that's, that's a very important thing that needs to be talked
1: about absolutely absolutely so yeah that's my uh that's the other thing that's boiling in my heart there if you sit down and have coffee with me I could spill so much that I just I wanted to see and get better in the world, and again, I'll just remind, I'll leave people with the fact that you have to um, choose to see the solutions, choose to see the hope, choose to see the light, um, because I could focus on the fact that, like, oh, men are trash, or the system is trash, oh, this and that is trash, and just make myself depressed, or I could focus on, you know, the one person that's there representing me, so the, the, the solution, how can we better support men, and all of that stuff, and then just, there can be joy this is a joyful thing for me this is a hopeful thing for me almost a lot a lot of the time it feels like it's impossible but i'm like you know i've got god in my side he gave me this passionate heart and so he'll be the one to sort it out as long as i'm just here you know so yeah
0: amen and that concludes this wonderful episode of women in science with miss anu herself i'm thankful that you decided to dedicate an hour for this episode i really hope that all the people who are listening to this episode learn something especially along the lines of like pursuing your goals and passions i feel like that conversation we had was very um impactful but i'm Mm -hmm. gonna leave all her socials down in the description box make sure you follow her make sure you follow her health fitness page i'm going to also add some of the um people she talked about the people the interabled
1: people i think that's an important thing but thank you so much Anu, for for being on this episode with me absolutely really really enjoyed this thank you